shall we? Oh, we got them both. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that mix-up. I guess because you said yesterday, um, are we good for tomorrow? I must have just thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> you know what? And I think I was thinking it was, uh, I'm not sure what day it was. I was so busy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. What are you guys working on from the last time I talked to you? Oh, boy. Bree, you want to start or... Um, you can start and then I'll just add on. Okay. Well, I'm working on one of the books that I'm going to have published this year called Braille. And it is, it's not fiction. You'll know that it's me that I'm describing in the book and some of the characters. I just changed a few names to protect no one. But mm-hmm. I'm going to use names. Uh, so that's going to be uh, out. Is my name in it? Of course your name is in it. <gasps> what did I do? No. Am I in she'll, it? She'll have to, she'll have to read it. <laughs> um, okay. So you're working on that book right now? I am. And um, I'm actually working on that. And also, mm, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. You might <laughs> see me soon on your television. Okay, dropping a I'm little hint. Yeah, dropping a little uh, hint. Not don't give too much. Right, and um, it's going to be awesome. Just you know, Shelly being Shelly, transparent, <laughs> talking about things that people don't just you know don't want to say out loud. <laughs> or yeah, that they're afraid to talk about out loud. Yes, yeah, certain things that we are discussing. Let's say, for instance, I can say this. Um, what happens when you send your child to a private school for the best education and find out that they're not getting the best education? And how do you go up against the Catholic Church? <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it's about? <laughs> That's one of the things that it's about. And um, I've, I've, I haven't found anyone that has come to a solution or I found answers to what I'm looking for. And I, I can't find anyone. Maybe I could throw it out to you or any of your listeners. Have you ever heard of a school keeping secrets from parents what kind of secrets let's say abuse um Mm. sexual misconduct sexual harassment not a not a school (laughs) not a public school i've heard of like a catholic school maybe and the public school as well um it's it's an all I don't know. When did you graduate high school? Oh, seven. 2007. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're pretty recent, I would say. I mean, you're <laughs> 11 years, right? Yeah. Maybe 11. Yeah. So things have changed from when you were in high school and when my daughter, who is in high school, They've drastically changed in the 10 years. What's the biggest difference? Now, I'm going to let her answer. (laughs) 
some things. The biggest difference between, what did you say? From from his um, era, when he went to school 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you would have been in middle school. Um, I think that a lot of sexual misconduct still goes on in the Catholic school system, and they just don't talk about it. And it's like the usual thing, like it happens, and then they try to like sweep it under the under the rug. It's like, yeah. Like, are is this like stuff you've seen happen, or you've heard about it, or like stuff that's happened to me or other people that I know Damn. that they have like confided in me and told me this. Jeez, what is? Oh, I don't even know how to talk about this. But it's, <laughs> I know it's such a hard subject, but I had to learn how to not introduce myself with it because I think sometimes when you say that, like the first time you meet someone, it's kind of hard to like explain and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just, I think we need to talk about it more and like talk about what really happens and like people think that it doesn't happen, but it still does. Well, I'm not sure what questions to ask because I don't know what you want to actually say. So just say as much as you want to say on the topic, and then I'll go from there. Um. Uh, it fucking. She said it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is what you meant. Shelly texted me yesterday and she was like, we're going to get real transparent tomorrow. <laughs> and we're going to yeah. we're going to get real. So I'm down. I'm always down to get real. Yeah. And we were the last time. It's just we were talking about different, you know, getting to know Brianna and I as a mother and daughter. And we work well together. So it was easy for me to come in. I'll just back up a little bit. I went into the school to volunteer when I found out certain things were going on. So I did my own research and gathered my own evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was an, a, a private detective, I guess, <laughs> so to speak. But, you know, mom detective. Yeah. And um, I went into the school system and they hired me. You infiltrated. Without having a background in teaching children, but I, you know, have a, a bachelor's to teach religion. So I guess that was the the key. Wow! So you that, infiltrated the key, the, the school system. You're like a spy. Absolutely, and I I I will say it in court. <laughs> I, I I did that, and it made a difference because. It was certain, it was like purgatory. I don't know if that exists, but this is what the Catholic Church teaches to keep you on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, you know, purgatory if you don't do your good deed for the day and whatever. Yep. And they were some of the meanest people that we worked with in the school because they did not love what they, what they um, taught. They didn't. They didn't love their jobs, mm-hmm. their career paths. And I had spoken with many of the teachers and they said, I really want to help, but my hands are tied. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> tied when you what? have a hierarchy of people that 
are afraid to tell the truth, you you feel defeated or deflated. So I kept pushing and I went as high as I could go and it's still not over. And um, I would love to um, let you guys know what the outcome would, is going to be. I know it's what it's going to be. I'm gonna, we're going to come out victorious, but mm. I'm not going to mention a school yet. <laughs> but it's a it's a big school. How long? And it's happened. So you're still you're still working for them? Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, I thought like you're still on the inside. No, the the the, the, <laughs> the jig is up. Secrets. The jig is up. Can I say that on radio? <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> so how long? How long were you in there? In the school? Oh, system? almost two years. Wow! So two years of detective work. Oh, and I tr- and trust me. I crossed every T and I dotted every I. And I did make a few mistakes, though. Um, you can't yell at kids, apparently. <laughs> but they can yell at you. Oh, yeah. And I I always told the kids, I said, well, you're not going to disrespect me. One thing, I will not tolerate that. I don't care how much money you have. If you look in the parking lot of the this particular Catholic school, I want to say it so bad. Mm. <laughs> you don't don't yeah, say, say it. No. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it till the book's out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's out. It's coming out. But um, you looked in the parking lot of the student the student parking lot. It was every type of luxury car. You know, yeah. once in a while you'll see like a Honda or a Hyundai or a Toyota Camry. But, you know, Lexus, Beamers, Mercedes, um, there was a couple of Porsche, Sugar Bear. Hey, I think he's buzzed. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> the dog's name Sugar it's the Bear? Dog. Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear the dog. <laughs> what kind of okay, dog? Are you done? Are you done, Sugar Bear? He's a Shih Tzu. Ah, a little Shih Tzu. <laughs> shih Tzu. <laughs> so... I don't know, Joe. It's just, it's a lot of detective work and, um, you know, I have a lot of footage and it's just so so discouraging to the kids. And to bring it up to the parents, the parents of the other kids that were abused, they, um, they just said, we just have to get them through school. That's all. That's our job, to get them through school. Yeah. And I think that's not... That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, how can you? How can you even say that out loud? <laughs> like, actually say that's what that's your job as a parent. Crazy. Well, we Rihanna and I both know that he wants to play, bro. Sugar Bear, no. Okay, <laughs> he wants to play. He's loud for a Shih Tzu. Oh yeah, he's a large Shih Tzu. Really? I never even saw a big one. Oh, we'll have to send you a picture of Sugar Bear. How old is Sugar Bear? He looks like a bear. Sugar Bear's four years old. Ah, Sugar Bear's still a baby. Oh, please. Young at heart. Sugar Bear. He knows his name. Do you always say Sugar Bear, or do you ever just cut it short, Sugar or Bear? Oh, my goodness. This is an argument between me and her. (laughs) This is an argument for all these four years that we've had him. 
And I said I wanted to name him Bear, but Honey Boo Boo came out. No, that wasn't it. No, I feel like that was it. And that freaking lady that we got that was like a private breeder and it was like, you know. Um, but she like named him Sugar Bear. And my mom was like, let's just keep the name. Let's just keep the name. And I'm like, I freaking hate this name. <laughs> I'm going to call him Bear. He answers to both. He also, ironically, answers <laughs> to Justin Bieber. But... um. He thinks he's just a beaver. <laughs> beaver and bear, kind of close. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I have a little dog, too. I got a eight-year-old Peagle. Pekingese Beagle. Oh. Yeah, mix. It's just a small Beagle. You know, he stays small forever, basically. His name's uh, Diddy. Diddy. Yeah. Like hey, he did. <laughs> so what else is going on? I don't. I don't like. Do you guys want to talk more about this topic? Or are you going to save it for the book? Or what's good? Let's just say that. Um, well, get get off of there, sugar bear. Uh, sorry. <laughs> he's he's trying to uh, be a part of the, the show because he hears your voice, and he's trying to find where you are. Anyway, you hold that break. Mm-hmm. Thanks, and I'll hold him. Up. Oh. You found your collection of stuff. So what else is new, Brianna? What did you do this past week? Yeah, how's the directing going? You get that started? She had a a great opportunity, which we didn't realize it was right in front of us. Um, That is starting. She is filming. And, oh boy, I tell you, just the things that this girl can do. I didn't realize how talented she was, especially being my daughter. I'm thinking she'd be, you you know, great, but she's amazing behind the camera. Just her eye. Yeah, like editing or like photography, you're saying? Both, actually. And it it takes, you know, with editing, it takes forever Mm -hmm. to edit. But the door opened when she, um, had a opportunity to style celebrities or make up celebrities. Wow. You know yeah. How'd you get and, that? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, someone just saw my makeup and we were at this event and they were like, oh my gosh, can you do my makeup like that? And I'm like, really? Oh my goodness. Like, I think so. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So I just had to, like, we've just been doing a lot. Yeah. That's the short version of it, actually. She, she, I will send you a picture of her with this makeup that she had on. She looked fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah. you, you look fabulous. And she, everyone kept, they didn't stop me. Trust me. I had, my, my makeup was done, but no one was stopping me the way they were stopping her. And I mean, She's younger and more gorgeous, of course. But I just said, wow, you your makeup looks amazing. It didn't look like she had a bunch of makeup on, like they paint their faces up nowadays and mm-hmm. use uh, Sharpies for their eyebrows or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, a, a painted as uh, the olden crowd would say, the old crowd would <laughs> painted up hussies. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're she talking about. She didn't look like a hussy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a great compliment. You don't look, look like, like a, a hussy. 
I know. I'm, I wear that proudly. I do not look, look like a hussy. Thank you. Yeah, That's know, great. That. But um, thanks. <laughs> they they watched her and they kept telling her that her makeup was you know flawless. She was beautiful everywhere she went. Someone was stopping her. Can you take a picture? They thought she was someone a star. So I said, well, they're mm-hmm. speaking it into existence, Brianna. You're already a star to me, anyway. So yeah, we were at a great event and they had um, people like Dion Warwick there and. Um, I forget the guy's name. Please don't kill me. Ralph McDaniels. He was like the creator of like the first hip hop TV show. Oh, cool. Or I don't know if it was Yo MTV Raps or something. Mm-hmm. 1990, 80, something or mm-hmm. other. I didn't do my research. I think I think MTV started in like 82. Okay. So then it was Ralph McDaniels whenever the... Um, he did the the rap part of it. He yeah. did the rap videos that came out with you know everyone with the chunky jewelry and the square box head. I don't know what you call it. Square. I don't know. Square box head, like haircut. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? <laughs> like uh, Will Smith. It was Smith. called a fade. It was called a fade. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like Will Smith, Fresh Prince. Yeah, but like higher than that. Well, like we're talking kid and play. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it, yeah, uh, that that's coming back now. That look, there's some basketball players that have really high Afro fade squares. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some high school students, and I'm thinking, no, no, please, God, no, no. Because it took my, us so long no. to convince my dad to not have it. Like, oh, God. I think I was like six at the time or something, and I was like, Dad, like give it up it's like 2006 like we're not in the 90s or the 80s anymore like i'm sorry he wanted a he wanted one of those really no he had one. Oh, yeah that hair is cool i mean i think if my hair could do that i would go for it i don't think mine can't even do it unless you know how to figure that one out (laughs) you could do my hair a ton of hairspray and probably a lot of product Mm, yeah for sure, a lot of product, a lot of product. <laughs> so you're, so you're right now like freelancing, doing celeb makeup. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Wow, Are, have you set it up like, like a business at all, or it's just like co- people call you up and are like, "Can you do this?" Oops, hold on. Sorry about that. Got a call randomly. Um, yeah, so are you doing it like a business or like people are just calling you up with referrals? Like, can you do my makeup this day? Um, just people calling me up with referrals. Like, mm. yeah, but it's starting to like become more and more. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I'm good at this. Good. That's like side, that's some nice side cash, I'm sure. Yeah. And she She's very good. And I think she's being very generous with that. Um, she... Oh boy, she did an amazing job, and we were there. I forget one day this week. I can't remember all the days are mushed together. But she, um, I don't know if you've heard of this singer. Her name is Allison Williams. She's a jazz singer from the '80s and the '90s, and from that era, like she knows all the hip hop artists and jazz singers or whatever. And she's young. To me, she's young because she's only in her fifties, so that's young. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you, she could be like your mom. <laughs> yeah. So, so she'll she's around like she's a mother, 
but she has a beautiful voice. She just opened at the, there's a new, it's called the Hack Pack mm-hmm. and Hackersack um, performing art um, theater that they have there. And she was there with the Nat Adderley trio. And I was saying, who are these old timers? <laughs> they had this amazing guy. He's 17 years old. I forget his name. Do you remember Matthew? I think I may have wrote it. She may have written it down somewhere. But anyway, we're talking celebrities like Dionne Ward, like Carla Hall. Lisa Askelise um, hired Brianna to do her makeup. So she she's always in front of the camera and always with someone. Yep. Uh, you know, and she's a you know. Yeah, know she, she's on. She's all over Bravo. She yeah, she's everywhere. Yeah, she's on QVC. Um, some of the other HSN. She does a lot of the Shark Tank commentaries. She's she writes for and, and what does she write? She writes for. Essence. Essence magazine. She blogs for Black Entertainment. She does a, a lot. She's she does a, a great amount of work for one person. I don't know how she fits all of that into one day. <laughs> yeah, she's, what she does. <clears throat> once you get in a groove and you have a schedule, and it's like, all right, I just had this is what I do at this time every day. Probably set it up. That's cool though. She does a lot. Yeah, and I'm sorry I didn't um, have my I had my something that I was going to talk about earlier, but I kind of uh, lost lost that. So I'll just flow wherever you want me to go. You lost what? Like you forgot? Um, I had it in my phone, mm-hmm. and I had typed something up because I I write. Brianna and I both write. Yeah. And I think the last time I read something, or she read something from my Fifty Three Chronicles book. Mm-hmm. And I added to the book and it was it was chilling because we read it in front of people, just a, a group of people that we can share. And there wasn't a dry eye. Mm. And I was thinking, wow, this is really going to be powerful if it can put you in the place of the people that are in the book. Mm-hmm. Like you're there. You feel that you're there. And I think that's what every good writer strives to do. You know, every I think every artist, they want every artist any in anything, you know, look at a painting. They want you to feel something, just any emotion. Yeah. And this will I mean, you you will laugh, you will cry. Mm -hmm. It's thought provoking. This is something I'm not like reading off the back of the cover or anything like that, but I'm just saying it's it's going to bring you to some dark places. And these are the places that people don't want aired. You know, yeah. no one we always we were always taught don't air your dirty laundry. What goes on in this house stays in this house. Yeah. And those are some of the most damning things to say to a teenager or a kid or any person who has, who, they have questions. Yeah. And they, they don't get the, the right answers. So I'm, I'm going back to where we were talking about in the school, when I approached, when I, you know, gathered my evidence, I didn't show my hand. So I would never do that. But I went to, I had meetings, a lot of meetings. Um, <laughs> 
with the vice principal, the assistant principal, the assistant to the assistant of the principal, <laughs> um, the dean of discipline, the guidance counselor, the the doctor over the program and various teachers, whatever. And we're all in the room and I'm recording because that's what I do. <laughs> so yeah, one of the things, cause he said off the record. And so off the record means, you know, I'm not going to record. So I stopped recording and this educator looked me right, right square in the face and said, let's keep this internal. Just kind of let it lie low. Yeah. And sweep and sweep over. And in the meanwhile, why don't you take a couple of days off or a few weeks until this all blows over? Mm -hmm. Wow. And I, at first, I thought I was in a twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Did you say anything? Of course. I said, um, no, I won't, you know, let it keep it internal. And um, as far as lying low, I will not be doing that as well. Yeah. Um, I won't be doing that. So he didn't say you're fired or you're, you're quit or whatever. None of that was discussed. Mm -hmm. And of course, I went to file a police report immediately. I went right to the police department because it was that vile. I had to. Mm -hmm. And it was with multiple, multiple children. Wow. Multiple. And I filed a police report. And some of the other parents, they didn't go that far. They didn't want to get involved. They didn't want their child to relive what they had experienced. And believe it or not, out of let's say five, let's say five girls, one stood up and said, I will do it. I will tell the truth. Wow. Hold on one second. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, my house phone went off. I had to shut that. Wow, that's nuts. So how do these parents just say like, so they, they, the kids admit that this stuff really happened and the parents are just like, let's let this go? Yes. I don't get how they can even say that. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't work for my, my brain just malfunctions, you know, like I don't get how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could imagine how I felt sitting in the boardroom with all women and one man and he's telling you know me to lie low <laughs> wow i'm like are you kidding me i mean that is and so he was shocked when i said no i'm taking it to the police wow and and so did anything come of it after you took it to the police well yeah and that's where, where the book comes in um, Boy, wow! It was ridiculous. To this day, they tried to. Um, well, I was fired. I went 
let you know that and let the cat out of the bag. And um, I'm losing, I'm losing you. I, I can't really hear you right now. Something happened. How about now? Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So wait, so but who he, got who got fired? One of them? One I, of, I, I I was fired. Oh, <laughs> you got fired. I thought you said they got <laughs> fired. Uh, no, I was fired because you know you wanted to talk. Going to be out. Yeah. And I was going to talk, and um, they immediately they didn't know that I have a friend that sits on the board. They preach against homosexuality and gay, gay and lesbian, mm-hmm. um, trans transgender. I can't remember all the letters. Please, people, don't mm-hmm. hurt me <laughs> after the, if I say whatever I'm going to say. But they don't believe in that. But they have on the board, they have um, over teaching the, the boys uh, um, openly gay men. And they preach one thing and they teach they show something else. They, they say it. We're not doing this, but yet they're doing something else. Yeah, they they know so, they're doing something. Reminding you, happy birthday, Rosemary. Do you hear that? May all your wishes come true. Oh my gosh! May all your wishes. Alexa. It's it's Amazon Alexa playing through like the speakers in my house because it's my mom's birthday. It was telling her happy birthday. Oh <laughs> well, happy, oh, happy birthday, birthday to your mom. Well, who's not? May all your wishes come true. Oh my God! <laughs> Shut Alexa up! <laughs> Only on this show. Oh my God! Because it plays through the speakers in the whole house. Fia! Oh my gosh! If she does it one more time, then I'm gonna have to go shut it. Oh, that's okay. Wow, she's doing it again. Hold on. Reminding me. May all your wishes come true this year. Love, Alexa. I could just see him like ripping it out of the wall. Shut up, Alexa. Shut up. Oh, it's not Alexa's fault. Her voice is annoying after like the third time, though. That, it's, it's just do I sound like that? <laughs> what? Do I sound like that? <laughs> it's so crazy. Robots just run the world. <laughs> yeah. I had no control over that. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go find it in the, the other room. So stupid. Uh, it's and then we totally just changed the vibe of the show with that too. Oh, um, that's okay. We're <laughs> we're thinking it's funny. Um, it did because we were talking about something that was pretty heavy, and it just gave us a little levity. Yeah, you know, no one wants to be brought down that dark hole all the time. Brianna's feeling pretty good, so nothing can bring her down. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I'm doing <laughs> if I'm doing celebrity makeup, directing movies, I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's very happy. This whole um this whole conversation had me. Have you guys heard? The Halsey, you know who Halsey is? Yeah. Did you hear her poem like she did at the Women's March? Yes. That was sick, right? I had it queued up. I was going to play it if you didn't hear it. It was so good. That's see like that's something that moves you. Right. And that you should still play. You can play it anyway because it's Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, I want I heard it I've heard it like 3 4 times and I just don't get sick of it cuz it's just so good and such a great message behind it it's amazing 
unless it rhymes so i'm gonna do a little poem for you guys she said at the second annual women's march on january 20th which had part which had walking down central park west and around oh that's not really her doing it that's someone's talking about her doing it okay here we go i think i got it now my best friend sam was raped by a man that we knew because he worked in the after school program and he held her down with her textbook beside her and he covered her mouth and then he came inside her. So now I'm with Sam at the place with a plan waiting for the results of a medical exam and she's praying she doesn't need an abortion. She couldn't afford it. I gotta get a, the full hello, one. Hello, hello. There we go. How are you guys? It's about four um, minutes long. Yeah. my second march. I was in D.C. last year and uh... I came back to write to wow, thirty two million time, people. I don't really know Beauty. how to do a speech unless it rhymes, so I'm gonna do a, a little poem for you guys. It's just funny because it's if you look at her pictures and most people would say you know what they've said before. I'm not really sure where I am, but I'm holding the hand of my best friend Sam in the waiting room of a planned parenthood. Yeah. The air is sterile and crazy. And the walls are that not gray. We have a question as while you're queuing up. Yeah, what do you got? Does a woman's apparel, the way she dress, make you think differently of her? Hmm. Differently if I like be... if you if you see a woman that has a nice dress on or whatever and it's just it's Casual, how am I trying to say this, Brianna? I'm trying to be tactful. <laughs> um, like, it's like a lot of the fashion today. Like, how you see, like, Instagram fashion and stuff like that. It's not, well, I wouldn't think it's not, like, disgustingly provocative, but it is a lot more provocative than it used to be. Yeah, definitely. So, something like that. Like, what is my opinion of someone who does that? What's the question? No, I mean, as a male, does that sway how you look at a person? And I don't know if you want to answer this because, I don't know, depending on your answer. <laughs> that's not open. Um, <clears throat> like, I would, I don't know, In back in our days, they called it catcalling. Like, if you walk down the street, you had on a pair of tight jeans, guys would whistle at you or say, you know, inappropriate things, some. Yeah. They're gross. Brianna said they're gross. <laughs> they still... <laughs> you dirty old man. You dirty. Um, but I don't. My daughter and I had this this discussion, and I would say, you know, I don't know if you should wear that. And she said, why? I could wear a paper bag. They're gonna look anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's just the male psyche. You know, you you look. That's what you do. You have eyes. God gave you eyes to look. You look. That's how I feel. Yeah. I don't know. Like there, there were times where people have taken pictures of my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, because she looked amazing, so they took <laughs> without her knowledge. Wow. And she felt violated. I'm sure it happens to a lot of women. Actually, I'm sure. Yeah, it's really weird. For it's me, creepy. So, so what's the question? Do I think of someone differently if they wear something provocative? Like, if you see, <clears throat> like a girl, like, hey, look at her. Her her tits are out, so <laughs> mm, she's looking to get some. 
Uh, I don't know how else to say it other than that. I hear you. I hear you. No, I you know, but I know what you mean. Definitely, a lot of guys think like that. I actually don't care if it's someone I know, and they're dressing like that. Then that's just how they. It's like, oh, that's how they dress. Like that's just a part of who they are. Uh, if I don't know them, I'm not going to judge them because, because like people, some people just like wearing whatever they like to wear. I don't care what people wear. You can wear whatever you want. Uh, I wear crazy colors every day. Like I wear shorts with boots and like a, a sweatshirt. Like I don't I wear whatever I want to wear anytime with a beanie, you know, like I don't care. But I think anyone just wear whatever they want to wear. If they really want to wear it and they feel good wearing it and like they're not just doing it for a different reason. If the reason is you want to wear that because you like wearing it, then that's it. That's all that matters. That's so that's so on point with what Brianna and I had discussed. Mm. We, she feels the same way. She's like, Mom, it doesn't matter. You know, I like it. I'm confident. I can wear whatever. And yeah. then you have Jane, who's trying. She's extra, you know, extra. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she doesn't, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have someone at home telling her that she's beautiful and she's confident and she's strong mm-hmm. and she can wear whatever she wants and she's amazing. I think that has a lot to do with it too. You, your, your, your home life, your parents. Oh, you yeah. don't have someone in your corner telling you, especially these days. Oh gosh, you need people in your, in your corner to tell you that you're, you're going to do an amazing job, even if you fail. And I told my daughter, I said, you're going to fail a lot. And when I first said that to her, she was a lot younger. She didn't understand. You Mm -hmm. want me to fail? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's life. But failure is amazing when you come back from it. If you stay down, then the failure has taken its course. But Mm -hmm. if you bounce back from it, which you will, we all do. And it teaches us a hard life lesson and this ha- this happened with us with the school. We looked at it as a failure in the beginning, mm-hmm. but it has taught her to be the most kind and gentle, respectful person that I know to date. Awesome, that's a good, nice, and nice compliment. You guys always compliment each other. It's so nice. It's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's um what you were saying with failing. It's like. You, we need to have failure because if failure didn't exist, you wouldn't know what succeeding feels like. You know, you wouldn't know the opposite feeling of accomplishment if there was no opposite feeling. It would just be everyone succeeds. You know, <laughs> right? And I read, I heard something. I didn't actually, well, I did read it. It was a blog you did a while back. I'm not sure exactly when, but you talked about um, would you do a podcast? And why you are doing a podcast or how or to start up a podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you gave some sound advice. And I actually learned a few things and I took notes and I said, wow, he answered some questions, some key questions that I had because we were thinking about doing our own. And I think you were the one to first <laughs> say this to us, to mention to us, you guys really should do something. You know, you have a story, you sound somewhat interesting sometimes. <laughs> sometime and um you said to go for it but you said you you failed you know there were times when guests didn't show up Mm -hmm. or you know you had dates like today 
I screwed you up with the date. I had no clue. I said yesterday was tomorrow, tomorrow's today, whatever. <laughs> but it worked out, and we we're having a conversation. Yeah. But it was a great article. So um, thank you. I'll let Brianna read it. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm happy. Uh, I hope it inspired you guys to do one. I know there's no mother daughter podcast that's popular. In, no. So I think it would be awesome. And you guys have so many stories and you've been through so much that if you yeah. wanted to share it, it would help a lot of people. And that, that's what we're, um, we're, that's what we're doing. We're aiming to do that. And we work well together and we argue. So this is the thing that I want everyone to, <laughs> to know is that we do fight and we disagree on certain things. And I mean, she's, this, Brianna is an old soul. That's what I call her. She's an old soul. Like yeah. she's been around before. Some, you know. She's... Oh yeah, this isn't her first rodeo. Like you can tell from. I right. never met you, but I can tell through this. Like you don't sound like you're in high school. You know. Mm-hmm. You've had some. Uh, I don't know. A few other lives, maybe. i'm a big believer in that stuff you guys believe in that like past lives and reincarnation and stuff well i said i don't i don't i i do think that there are people that are still here yeah i don't know how if i'm saying this correctly let's say my my friend her mother passed on Mm mm-hmm and she said, whenever the day her mom died, there was a shiny nickel in the room. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's a shiny nickel. But that song popped in my head, shiny, happy people. Oh. You know. But every time she would think of her mother, she would find a nickel. Every single time. And this has been going on for about five or six years now. Mm-hmm. And she said she would feel like her presence. So I don't know if she came back as a nickel. I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, no form, matter. Uh, mm. You know, I, I don't know. I know what you're saying. You think like some, <laughs> <laughs> somehow she, somehow her mom never fully passed on and is still like lingering around? She says she's her guardian angel. Whenever she, something good happens, Whenever she's around, and it's not every day, but she feels that when she comes, she she brought me up to her bedroom. She said, look, look on the floor. And I mean, she didn't stage it. We had just came in mm-hmm. and no one was in the house. And she said, look on the floor. And I'm like, oh, it's a sh-. and not even a dull nickel. It's a shiny nickel. <laughs> and I'm thinking, OK, if, if someone, you know, maybe it's her daughter playing tricks with her or something. But no, Brianna and her daughter were out. So. I said, okay, you made a believer out of me. Yeah. But I've had people's, um, I have people that are Baha'i. I don't know if you know anything about um, Baha'i religion. No, what is that? <clears throat> they believe in, in reincarnation and energy and light. And we've been studying this for a while. We have what's called an interfaith devotional, meaning People of all walks of life can come together and we talk about things we have in common. There are people that don't believe in reincarnation and there are people that do and we come together and we don't argue or fight about, 
oh, well, my belief is correct. Yours, it's none of that. It's we coexist peacefully together. And that's our message that we try to get out to everyone. That's so cool. It's cool. And you see someone with a, a turban and then you'll see someone with a collar, you know, or um, what do you call the, the, the alb that the Catholic priest w- wears? Yeah. So you have Jew, Jewish um, believers there. You have um, Buddhist people that are um, that practice Buddhism. Yeah. Um, Baha'i is similar to that in their peaceful journey. They want everyone to coexist and just love each other for who we are. Yeah. Not who we are not. That's so cool. I, I am actually in a group very similar to that one. We do the same kind of thing. It's actually on Facebook. I don't know if you guys ever want to check it out. It's called Vitality Life Group. Oh, wow. I'm going to look that up now. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's local to here right now, but maybe we'll spread eventually. But it's the same thing. We just meet up with each other and you just talk about whatever's on your mind. Um, it was started by someone who was cat Christian. But mm-hmm. he is totally non-judgmental and like any, like I'll come in there and, you know, and I, I don't believe in, you know, Christian Catholic church and all that stuff. So like my beliefs kind of clash, but he's so cool with it. So it's, and everyone gets along. It's the same kind of thing. No one really pushes their beliefs on anyone. It's just, you're saying what you believe and you talk. Yeah. And that, that's exactly how we feel. I am, I have a license to pastor. And to marry people, I don't usually lead with that. I mean, I'm, you know, and to see me with the flaming red hair and, you know, I'm not the typical, whenever I would prepare sermons or whatever like that, it was never churchy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they would say. Yeah. And <clears throat> they said, oh, God, here she goes. So they would clutch their pearls because I would address issues that no one would ever think to speak about. In the church, so I guess I kind of use the pulpit as my platform to say different things like, why can't this guy come in with a dress on um, if he wanted to dr- wear a dress? Why why isn't he allowed to come into the church? And, you know, no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And here is this six foot four dude in a ball gown and red <laughs> lipstick. You're, you're going to stick out, right? Yeah. So instead of running, run, hide your children, you know, that type of atmosphere, that's what I felt. And I was appalled and I called people out on it. And I said, okay, if he had to use the restroom, that sounds so simple. Mm -hmm. Which restroom would you send him to? If there's a male and a female, you know, they have the little signs on the door, the little dress, the little man, little figure. Where would you send him to the bathroom? And I said this to leaders. Okay. Yeah. And no one had an answer. And that was some of the answers weren't nice. Yeah. And you could imagine how this person felt. How would you answer it? Well, the way I answered it was why do I mean, why even have that have let him have an option to choose himself or herself at when he's dressed up he wants to be identified as a female mm-hmm. and his name you know 
is a unisex name, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can call him she, he, whatever. It's the same. But yeah, I told him. I said, you know, you can use whichever bathroom you feel comfortable. I suggested using a private stall, so this way you don't have to have the kids scrambling, the parents running in and out of the bathroom because he walks in or she walks in. And that would just embarrass him even further, you know, because you get the stairs when you come in this way. So I believe my ministry is geared more towards that type of um, ministry, towards people that are outcast or picked upon because of their sexual preference or even how they dress. I have a heart to minister to people like that. I don't know how I got here. I, that was not my plan. Yeah. It never <laughs> goes as planned. It. Yeah, the plans. Yeah. Right. But it, it was resolved. And I'm friends with that person still to this day, but they would never set foot in that church again. No, it shouldn't even be where they have to go in a different bathroom. It should just be go wherever you want. And right. it's no one's. It's not your business what someone else is doing, no matter what it is. Right. And that's all I've been saying. I just couldn't get the words out. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. It's just like, it's pointless. What do you, why are you going to waste your own energy on what someone else is doing? It's, it's pointless. You know, it's, it's amazing that you think this way. Um, I think most of you, and I, when I say you, I mean the millennials, right? Isn't that what I'm saying? You guys are, I, I don't find a lot of negative things um, about you, you guys. My daughter and I get along great, and we're totally, I'm 30, 40 years older than she is. Mm-hmm. And we we mesh so well. And she lets me know, no, you're out of order, or, you know, this is this is not correct, or whatever. And I keep, we, keep, we have a checks and balance system in our relationship. And I allow her, and I say allow, She's 18 now, and I'm told by the state that she could do whatever she wants at 18, except for drink, mm-hmm. and which I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say anything about that. Mm-hmm. But she, she's pretty cool. Yeah. She seems yeah. cool. I would, I would definitely um, make that we assumption. You know, you're definitely cool. Yeah, she's she she's cool and she's very very intelligent. Yeah, more more, I think more than me. I think she is. I maybe she's lived longer than you have. You don't even know. Maybe you know. I I love that kind of stuff. I love talking about that. Maybe she has. She's been around. She knows like music, like designers. Like I don't know if you ever heard of a designer in Hollywood. Her name was. Edith Head. Edith Head. Very popular in the 40s, costume, um, wardrobe person, and she had an amazing life. And you would never see her on the screen or known that she had any part of anything. And I, I think they did a documentary on her. Yeah. And it was amazing, all the costumes and all the gowns that the women the leading ladies would wear, this woman would hand stitch and put together, she could get it in her head. Um, a, they would show her a scene and say, this is what they wanted. And she can come up with a piece to fit that period. And she was such 
like a magician almost to yeah. me. And that's like an artist too. That's an yeah. artist, you know? Wow. What? Yeah. Wow, what? Really you, yeah. you said wow. What'd you say wow for? Oh, I said, I said, yeah, she was really dope. Oh, oh. I thought your your mom definitely said wow. And then uh-huh. something else. Did she walk away? No, I, I did. I oh. walked away to get some water and I'm back, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said wow. And then you walked off and you left me in suspense. <clears throat> I like doing that. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I Oh, by the way, I read your Facebook article. And I shared it. It was so good that the bit, the one you, the really long one, the really long post. Which one? The um, really long one. It was like, it was like the day after I think that you were on the show. So I, my memory's kind of foggy, but I was like, I have to share this. And then was it about complaining or something? Let me check real quick. I'm gonna look it up because. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Um. It was one of the ones where, like, it's so long you have to open it, you know. Okay, I think I remember. Um, Judgments. About... Oh yes. Was that? Yeah. It? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, and do you? How often do you post them? You post them a lot, right? I just started actually, and I, I've been getting some great feedback. Oh no no no! It's criticism was the one. Intentional devotion today. That was, that was, yeah, I was feeling some kind of way that day. (laughs) (laughs) And you wrote this that day or was this something you already had written down? No, I had, um, that's how I was feeling. So I write in the, you know, in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just read a couple paragraphs. So this is on Shelly Barnes's Facebook and it's entitled, it's titled, My intentional devotion today, criticism. The enemy is always out to destroy God's essential purpose. That purpose is for believers to be in unity. Here is where the enemy is most effective in derailing God's purpose. He is out to create division in our fellowship with our other believers, our families, friends, and working relationships. The greatest danger to unity? Criticism. And the most insidious danger to unity and fellowship is secret criticism. Criticism hidden in the recess of the heart and not spoken. It's really long, so I won't read the whole thing, but that's just so, such a, your writing is, I love the words that you use. And even though it says God, you know, like you just replace God with whatever you believe, the word God, like universe, it's the same thing. Right. And that's what I've done on some of my other writings. Um, because I'm not just talking to a group of people, one particular, you know, group of people. I'm talking to all people. So I have to include everyone. So there were some that I took out, like the word Christian, um, you know, and that offended some Christians. Well, why you're, you're supposed to believe? I said, yeah, well, you when you write your own stuff, then you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and let, leave, leave me alone over here and I'll do what I, I'm doing. This works for me. Exactly. And the people that I'm trying to reach are probably not for you, mm-hmm. you know, for them to reach. So there are some things that um, I just think that you can make everyone feel valuable 
And you shouldn't feel less valuable if you don't believe in God or they're a higher being or whatever. Because we have people in our group that say, well, I haven't had any proof, so I don't know that God yet exists. And that's fine. Maybe you'll find your way a different way, or maybe you already found them. Maybe maybe God is you. Maybe, uh, what was the song? Maybe God is what? one of us. Oh, yeah. Maybe God is one of us. Just a slob like one of us. Yeah. Well, maybe not in that. <laughs> Just a stranger on the bus. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I take that song with me everywhere I go, and I apply that, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I don't judge people from the person that's on the, the subway or on the ground, you know, looking for a handout or a hand up. You know, it's it's amazing. I, I just, I could talk for hours for that, but we won't do that. This is the show, you know. <laughs> but I appreciate you um, reading my little blurb. No, no, I had to. I remembered it. Um, the closest, I was just going to say before I forget for me, like if I had to choose a religion at this point, um, which I don't feel like I have to, but if I did, you ever hear of pantheism? Say that again one more time. It's called pantheism. I'm looking it up because I have not. And it's, it's. It's probably along the same lines of what you guys do believe, too. It's saying how everything's connected, everything's divine. You know, like, we are we are nature. You know, like, when people say they've lost touch with nature, they, that means they've lost touch with themselves. Because we are part of nature. We're not separate from it. We came out of the earth. You know, stuff like that. That's what they believe. Yeah, and it says here a doctrine that identifies God with the universe or regards the universe as a manifestation of God. Yeah. Because where, I don't know, I, I guess we could talk about anything here because we... Yeah. We're, where, who, if God made everything, who made God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And I laugh because this is one of the questions that we had in our theology class, one of, you know, and we're taught that he has always existed. And like, you know, you want to know, like, well, how, where where's the proof? How do we know, you know, other than stories that were handed down from generation to generation to generation. I know I've had spiritual encounters. I know I've had out-of-body experiences. I, I didn't know I was going to go here tonight, but um, hmm. I <laughs> I see things, I hear things, spiritual things. Like I would know something. If I'm in a room with someone, I can actually sense it's a knowing. And I know it's a gift. Like I, I could hear someone's, almost like their thought. Like and you, it's, it's weird. You read, you take everything into account: their body language, their tone of voice, uh, their facial expressions, and then you probably hear something from that. No, uh, no, not even that. I mm -hmm. could just, 
just walk in the room and not even like totally see that person. It's like I see inside of them. Wow. I got to get in the room with you. That sounds weird, but I got to get in the same room as you. I got to see if you got, if you could read me. Oh, I definitely could. And I could tell, I could tell that you're an old soul already. Um, I could tell that you're gentle and you're kind. You don't like conflict. Um, you're drama free most of the time, but if you're passionate about something, you're, you know, it may manifest in anger because if you're super passionate about it, and this is just for us talking over the airway, talking to you, it's like I could hear certain things and I just say it. I don't know if this is you or not. This is just what I'm, you know, I guess anyone could do that. No, right? you're spot on with that one. Um, most of the time, like 90% of the time, I'm all easygoing how I am right now. But if someone brings up a topic I'm passionate about, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, it does probably come off as anger, but it's just, I really value it and care about it. Right. And that's why I kept saying here in the word passionate about it. And I know that it may manifest as anger, but it, it, it really isn't. It's you're, you're super, super passionate about things that you you believe in. Um, so I do know that you're a caring person. Or we wouldn't be, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have uh, connected, talked at all. <laughs> no, definitely. We got three, we have three old souls here hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, really something. And I'm going to look up, I'm going to, um, do a little study on what you just shared with me because it's quite interesting. I I'm, I love research, mm-hmm. so yep. this is right up my alley. I remember last time you guys took so many notes. You said so. I oh, figured yeah. you'd like that one. Oh yeah, this is very 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 exciting. It's cool. Yeah. It's the more you look into it. It's it, did I talk about Alan Watts when I talked to you guys last time? You did. Okay, yeah, he's it's the same lines. Like when you look on the Facebook page for pantheism, he's he's on the uh the cover page. He's like a mural on a him and a few other like famous philosophers, Carl Jung, uh Terence McKenna. They're all painted on this wall in Los Angeles, and that's the cover page. It's a, it's a really cool painting. You'll see it. Wow. So there's, oh boy, there's a lot of things that I don't know about. And I mean, I, we do, most of the, the religious religions or whatever, they make you study when you go for your, um, your license Mm -hmm. is, um, Catholicism, Buddhism, um, Hinduism, Hinduism, there's a a few others like Eastern practices that they um, let us look up. Then they also delve into the realm of occult of, of and cult activity. Mm. And I'm, some people don't believe or whatever. Everyone's had some sort of experience. I can give you a quick story. Um, growing up, there was always a recurring, I guess it was a nightmare that I would have. And it was always a very thin, pale guy and a very heavy, pale guy. Like he was almost translucent, but you could, you could see his form, their forms. And they had on, it looked like they were in prison. 
because they had red and white stripes, not black and white stripes. And they would always come out at night when I would be in the one of and REM sleep. And you know what REM sleep is, right? Rapid eye movement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised because most of the kids don't know about things like that. <laughs> if you study anything, you know, psychology or anything, you should know that. Yeah. So REM, so I, I know I was definitely in REM sleep. And I, I could feel or sense that someone was in the room. So I'd wake up, of course, and then I would see them. They would never come in my room, but they would go out and take turns crossing in front of my doorway because I had my door open. Hmm. And that happened for years. And then other things started happening. Like I could see myself outside of myself. Yeah, I do. I have dreams like that all the time. And it's so tangible. It's it's real. And people will say, this lady is cuckoo. (laughs) But it is real. And I'm telling you, I've gone outside of my body. And I have what they call, well, a fear of heights. So, I mean, to get me on the plane... I'm like, uh, two Jacks and a Coke, please. <laughs> you know, Ambien, something, some Xanax, somebody. Yeah. Give me yeah. something. <laughs> and <laughs> it's funny because I floated out of my body. And I was in bed and I was asleep. I thought I was asleep. I felt as if I was asleep. I was in bed. The lights were out. Mm-hmm. But I began to rise out of my body. And then I went through the ceiling and we had pretty high ceilings in the house. We lived in Lakewood mm-hmm. and I was going up like I was going up into the universe. Wow. And I kept going, ascending higher and higher and I was able to see my entire neighborhood. Then I then the counties and the cities. And then I was above New Jersey and I I mean, it was amazing. Did to you see feel them. like you were like floating or did you feel anything? Was the wind? In- it, no, I felt I was floating, but it was, it was so natural. Like it didn't, it wasn't weird to me. I could think I knew my name. Um, it was a gentle breeze that night. Like, how would I know that? <laughs> I wouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was so weird. Was that and, was that one reoccurring or just once? No, it happened bef- again. But mm. this one was so jarring to me because I was like, wait a minute. And I thought about it and I said, what am I doing up here? <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. But there was no fear when I was ascending. And as soon as I allowed my mind to tap in, it just brought me down. And I think it's something that, uh, how can I say this? Not that you have to be out of your mind, but you have to get out of your head and just be. And that's what, mm-hmm. what happened. And the minute I allow fear to come in, I descended. The same way I ascended, the same, not plummeting or anything. Everything Slowly. was smaller. I came back. The same way I left, I was right back in my body. Wow, that's so cool. I, I mean, I have 
goosebumps. I mean, I'm tingling all over because I just relived that again. Oh, wow. So you just went like back into your body and did you continue the dream or did you just wake up? I woke up and I was profusely sweating <laughs> because I the fear gripped me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Do you guys? Wow, that's that's incredible. Do you guys ever have lucid dreams? Yeah. Where you could. Yeah, I always. Yeah. Have, every time I dream, I have lucid dreams. Yeah, <clears throat> me too. That's so funny. I never met anyone else who every time it's the same thing. Like I, I'm always in the dream, and I'm like, I'm like, up. Oh, this is a dream. Like I'll say, yep. it, I'll either say it out loud or in my head in the dream. And then yep. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to fly. And like, I'll just start running and then I fly. And then, you know, like, yeah. it's yeah. so crazy. It's like, I know I'm in a dream. I'm like, while I'm here, I might as well do this. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, then I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, that was such a cool dream. And then I go right back to sleep and I'll go where the dream left off and I'll continue it. You know? It's, yeah. I feel like it's like a freaking like I'm a wizard. Like I could just do <laughs> go to this world at any time and fly if I want. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's old souls. Like or like when I would have a bad dream, I can always tell myself to wake up. Yep. Me too. There's a thing in my if I'm in the dream and I want to wake up because it's I'm scared or something. I'll just mm-hmm. close my eyes in the dream, and then I wake up. My eyes open in real life. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, I'm, I tell myself to wake up in my dreams. I'm just like, wake up, Rihanna. Oh, come and on, then, and wake you, up. And you just get up. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, it's time to wake up. Oh man, it's so cool. Do you ever write your dreams down, like right after you wake up? Uh, yeah, I have so many. many books, like I have notepads upon notepads about, upon notepads of books about my dreams, like. Oh my God, you got to post that stuff. That's amazing. I have. Uh, she's gifted, Joe. She's really gifted. And I know, um, you have to be open. Yep. First of all, you have to be open. And she is, and she's very gifted. I've known when she was in my womb that she was different yeah and i could sense it and the things that i would do or say like i would read to her and sing to her and i did all the things you know my first child and it was just an amazing experience giving birth to this kid who was premature and they said she wouldn't live past three months Wow. It was amazing. And she was a tiny, tiny little baby. Her, I mean, I could fit her entire body in the palm of my hand. Wow, like a little baby chick. Like a little baby chick. <laughs> my little chick. My little chickadee. <laughs> wow. But she's gifted, though, with, um, she has, well, I would call them, like, if I'm driving, I could be in a trance. But I can drive. Like I'm not like yeah. you're on auto. You're, of my surroundings. You're on autopilot. Have, yes, mm-hmm. and I would have. I dream all. I have more visions than anything. Happens all the time, and I think it's passed down through the generations. You know, what's the difference between having a vision and like daydreaming? A mm-hmm. vision. 
it, you can have a daydream is like an open vision. It's yeah. like you're awake, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, there is a difference between a vision and a trance. Yeah. A trance is more like you're not aware of your surroundings and you're just engulfed in whatever it is you're engulfed in. And the vision is could be good, bad, good or bad. I think visions always come to pass too. There are forewarnings. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Mm. Um, it could tell you. Well, it happens all the time. Um, I'll give you one. It's a little gory, but a friend of mine, dear dear friend, loved her. Not you, Bree. I wouldn't. I, don't, I would get your permission. Yeah. Um, she was re was getting married. And I said, oh, you know, I'm happy that you get married, blah, 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 whatever. But I had this sense of dread every time I was around the two of them. And it was almost like I was grieving and I was in mourning. And it just, I couldn't shake this thing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like, um, I don't know if you ever watched that show, That's So Raven. Hmm, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's so raven right. that, it was similar to that but you know maybe not the kooky eye look like that um, <laughs> my my daughter would tell you sometimes if I would have it she could she could tell if I'm in or out <laughs> yeah she could tell. but um we were in this dark place it looked like a church but it was very dark and she was weeping and sobbing and her back was to me. And I mean, it was pouring down raining. I mean, just raining, rain, even inside the church. It was just, she was completely drenched. And when I went up to her, because I'm gonna, that's my friend, I'm gonna comfort her and find out what's going on. I go to talk to her and she's carrying a dead baby. Oh. She's holding a dead baby. Miscarriage. Do you know that this girl had to, she had to, the, the baby was dead. Well, she did get pregnant. She got married. She did get pregnant months after. She did, um, the baby was stillborn. Mm. And I was there when she had to deliver they wow they don't um like do a c-section or anything like that they induce your pregnancy so that you can push the fetus out the dead fetus out so you go through all of that knowing that your baby is dead oh. it's it's heart-wrenching i can't imagine something more painful so painful but i was allowed to experience this through I, I I don't know what else to say it's I experienced this and I could not tell her this dream vision mm. I couldn't tell her because I don't know if you believe in you know dreams and prophecies and all of that but every all my life I've had this gift and this is the one thing that you don't want to share no. is someone's, you know, someone's dying or they're going to die or something tragic is going to happen. 
your mind would say, well, let's warn, we have to warn people. Mm. But they don't, you, you can't do that. And I've learned, I made a lot of mistakes over the past 30 years with this gift and how to have the timing has to be perfect. It, there has to be an opening. I don't know if you I know what you mean. I No, no, oh, I know what you mean. It's if, um, like I have things that I'll, whatever, things I'll know about maybe friends or something. But I'll tell myself, all right, I mean, I'm not going to go out and say this, but if it comes up, then I'll, then I'll say it. Right. So then you'll have, you have an opening. Yeah. Like I'll take that as a sign that I'm supposed to talk about it. And I'm telling you, if you go with that every time, it, 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 it has saved people's lives and then it, it have people prepare, but I usually can tell. One of the things with this girl, I did tell her, I did tell her the dream and she knew it. And she told me, she said, you already knew Shelly. And I said, how did you know? She said, because you were mourning the whole time. And I didn't think anyone knew, but she said, I, I was mourning the whole time. Wow. And she pushed out a baby girl and she went into a deep depression for about, I don't know, a long time. And um, she's alive and she's back and she's happy now. Let's Good. just say all of that. But she's um, been through a lot. I had things like that happen a lot to me. Um, like visions of someone mm-hmm. I called a girl, and, and I don't speak fluent Spanish at all, a few words. Yeah. And there was a girl who was about to commit suicide. And I met her before. And we were in the office. I was working at the hospital at the time. We were in the office with a friend of mine. And she walked in the room, and it was like, I went into this trance. And I'm like, whoa. What's going on here? Well, this young woman, she was Latino. I say Puerto Rican. Um, she was. She had tears in her eyes or whatever like that. She looked really sad. And I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah. I said, you know, I, I just had a, a vision. I, I, I see you in a room. The walls are yellow. You have a yellow, like, hand some quilt on your bed and I see you on the bed crying and I told her exactly how she was sitting she was Indian style that's what we used to call it I don't know if you can call it that anymore (laughs) and I saw what type of she had a pajama top and pajama bottom on they were striped and the top was blue like a pale soft blue I mean I could see her now like I'm like looking at it And she had a brown teddy bear, a a nice size one. And she was rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth. And she was speaking in Spanish. And at the time, I was able to say exactly what she said. And it it looked as if she had seen a ghost when I said what I said to her. And I said, please don't kill yourself. And those were the words that came out. And she was like, how did you know? You know, how do you know where I live? That's my bedroom. And I'm like, I've never been to your house. Yeah. I've never 
seen her other than a few times in the hospital. But we were in the same space and I was able to feel her energy. And for me to go immediately into what this girl was attempting to do the night before, that's not um, Normal. something to sneeze at. You that's know, not that's, every day. No. Wow. I got to get in a room with you. Yeah. it's <laughs> It'll be different, I'll tell you. But you know what? It's just... It's it's calm, and I'll be able to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not like I can turn it on and off. I I can't. If it it's happens, yeah. Off. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, and Brianna's the same way. She's just a lot quieter. Yeah, I would have to ask. You know, like you get you get anything? <laughs> you have any? You get anything? Yeah, for me? and that's what people do. They yeah. that, that's what they say. Do you have something for me? And I'm like, okay. Does, well. Has anyone ever hit you with something? Like they got a vision of you and told you about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It happens a lot. Can you? A lot. You want to expand on that? Give me like an um, example. Every time that I reach out to someone, it's usually a time where I get the text back, oh my gosh, I just was going to text you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy. I've been thinking about you i've been like having dreams about you like i just hope you're okay and like one of my friends was like i was going through a really rough patch in my life like and i'm right in the middle of it and you're just like talking about this how do you know this and i'm like i have no freaking idea (laughs) but i just know that everything's gonna be okay and that i love you and i miss you and the girl was like what the f in texting or a phone call um in texting yeah Wow. I've ha- I mean, I know I've had that thing a few times where like, oh, I was just about to text you. But I don't know, that seems more um intense <laughs> than me. Yeah, what? it happens usually every time I text someone, so Jeez. I you ever hear how um they say sometimes if you're dreaming about a person that they're thinking of you? Yeah. I do hear that. Yeah, I've heard that one before, and I wonder if that's true. And again, yeah, you can't even decide if it's true. There's no way to come to a conclusion and say this is true or not. But I don't know. I like thinking about that. Yeah, I've had dreams where, like, me and someone I knew had like the same dream or something. But Mm. I've heard about that with like psychedelics. People who take psychedelics, like they'll see the same things at the same time. Mm, well, I know I do see. I we both see in the spiritual realm. Yeah, we have that ability. Um, a lot of people do, but they dismiss it, and they don't. You know, if you don't have someone to teach you or guide you, you you don't know what to do unless you just get accustomed to being able to see spiritual things. Because it's all all around us. You can see mm-hmm. things. And you could feel certain things like I could come. Oh, gosh, it's just it's really sensitive because I over the years I had to learn what was what. Like I could hear or sense someone if they are going to harm themselves or maybe harm someone else. And then I would say I wouldn't do that. I know, you know, and I would explain exactly what it is. 
And I know that it has deterred several people from making major mistakes or tragic things. Yeah. I don't, so... I don't like the death card, though. That I don't I, that I don't enjoy that. That's part of the gift. I don't enjoy that at all. Knowing that someone is going to leave this earth. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I had to, you know, I had to really, really, really go into deep meditation on this because I watched a friend die before she died. And I kept having this dream over and over and over again. I had three, well, three dreams. And one dream, which was the final dream, was that there was a hole, a, a hole dug in the ground. It was just a blank canvas or whatever, the area. There was an ambulance, a stretcher, a body on the stretcher, in the body bag, her mother dressed in all white, and there was a grave digger. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see her body, but I knew who it was. And that was one of the dreams. The other dream I had I was in my house, coming down the stairs. I don't know whether or not I was awake or not. This is where it gets a little touchy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was maybe a little kooky for some. And I was coming down on the second level of steps and there was a body in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. There's a body cocoon on the landing of the second floor. And my spirit man knew. I said spirit man, I'm gonna be spirit girl, whatever, knew that it was this girl, her name was Patricia, Pat, she's passed on. It was her. And then I stepped over her and I went down to the lower level and I just looked up to the heavens. I was like, well, what's going on? And I heard the word transformation. And I was like, transformation? Cocoon? And you know, it didn't make sense to me then. Yeah. But it was, she was being transformed. And usually when you're in the cocoon, you come out, you know, you go in one way and you come out, you're transformed. Well, weeks later, she died. What? Weeks later, she died. And she had been sick and didn't tell anyone. And I kept having these dreams over and over again. And my first thought was, let me tell her about these dreams, you know, because they're weird. And... My mother advised not to. She said that you can't share that. That's like you're playing God. Yeah, you don't want to put that out there. Right. And I said, okay, then I would share with my mom and she would spiritually advise me when I was younger what to do. She would say, okay, I would think you you could tell this person this or that if there are warnings. And Brianna is the same way. And you you strike me as the same person, the same type of person. You're very spiritual. Yeah. You're not religious, <laughs> but you're spiritual. And there's a difference. Yeah. I sense that with you. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't spiritual. 
I'm not saying like I'm good because I'm spiritual. I'm just saying it can't hurt to, you know, get inside uh, your head or actually get out of your head, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it could hurt. Um, I'm sorry, but I actually have to end this in like five, ten minutes. But we could, we could uh, now it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to. It's just because I have one more thing I have to do tonight. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a website. It's called steamit.com. You ever hear of it? S-T-E-E-M-I-T. What it is, is it's something that you guys are definitely get a lot out of. Um, it's a blog website, kind of. But it kind of works how Facebook does. So depending on how many things you post, you get paid. So the more things you post, the more money they pay you. The more interactions, like if you get likes and comments and shares and stuff, they keep paying you more and more. Um, if you're commenting and, and liking other people's writing, then you're, you're getting paid and they're getting paid. So it's like a f everyone wins if, if you're interacting in this community of writers. Um, and you just have to be accepted. So it'll take like a week. It took a week for me to get accepted. I just got accepted yesterday. But, like, you send them a piece of your writing, and then they decide if they want you in the community or not. And then from there, once you're accepted, you just start banging out articles, and you start getting paid just to write. And it's a really useful tool. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I think you guys would get a lot out of it. Because just the fact that Brianna has books of her dreams written down, like, each dream can be a blog, you know? <laughs> Wow, I, I've never heard of this before. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty new, and I can't really hear you too well right now. Times in, yeah, that's what we're doing. But thank you, Joe, again, and sorry for the mix-up yeah. of the time. But it's always great talking with you. No, you guys are welcome on any time. I'm stepping up my game now, so I'm pretty much anytime you guys want to come on, I can make time because I just want to have a ton of podcasts on deck that I could just post, you know? Well, we're following you, and we believe in what you're doing. We're supporting you, and we're getting the word out. So I'll make sure we like and share and just tell everyone. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'll do the oh, same for on. you guys. Thank you, Joe. Oh, thank we, you. We got to meet up. We got to make plans or something. I want it's It's time. Oh, yeah. It'll be great. It'll All be right. great. All right. We'll cool. do soon. Thank yeah. you, Joe. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. All right. All right. Have a good night, Diddy. <laughs> and then Amazon Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. All right. I got to cut it short. Uh, but Shelly and Brianna back at it again. That was pretty intense. That's what. That's something cool. Haven't had a podcast like that one. Getting those visions and stuff and trancing and. I don't know. You just got to be open to that kind of stuff. You can't be... Th if you're thinking that it's not real or it's fake and it doesn't happen, then it's just never going to happen. People who believe in ghosts see ghosts because they believe in ghosts. <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't really believe in ghosts and I've never seen one. But maybe if I'm open to them, maybe I'd see them. Anyway, on that note, 
I have to go, but thank you for listening to another weekly sit down. Thank you.